At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into My Guys in the Desert. I'm Danielle Barr here in the VEASAN studio with Wes Reynolds and Aaron Rinning on a fun Friday. It's almost time for football Fridays again, but not quite. Uh, We haven't gotten to talk a lot about the MLB slate for tonight. Aaron, I know you're on a couple games. Anything standing out for you for the MLB tonight? Um, Yeah, I'm on a number of games here. Um, One side that I like tonight, I liked uh, Miami uh, over Atlanta. That was uh, essentially, you know, he had the the rain out with Miami, so he had the pitching change. I believe Lopez uh, pitching in that game. Lopez, you know, much is made about spin rates and this, et cetera. Lopez, one of those guys that I'd earmarked. Uh, there's, there's a, a small uh, faction of, of pitchers that I don't think are going to get affected much uh, at all, and those guys are the, with the superior change-ups, if you will. Lopez has one of the best change-ups uh, in baseball uh, going here against Smiley. Smiley uh, had his moments uh, maybe a, t- a couple years ago, but – just uh, it, it hasn't been now. it hasn't been so far this year. Overall, a 4.79 uh, ERA. I'm not sure he has even pitched uh, that well. You look at some of the uh, peripheral numbers, Wes. He's at about five on the xERA, mm-hmm. uh, xFIP. So uh, again, I always divide my my uh, bets up uh, five inning and game. I think Marlins on the five innings is a pretty good bet here. Yeah, I, I would be with you on that side, too. And it's kind of like Drew Smiley's hanging in, just trying to hang in in the back end of that staff. And that's kind of the problem with the Braves right now. You've got two pretty good guys at the top, Ian Anderson and Max Fried, And then Charlie Morton, I think, has started to get a little bit better, struggled a little bit out of the gate in his first year away from Tampa Bay. So 
I would be, I think ER is on the right track with that one. Uh, and then uh, a couple ones, and I'll get to that Dodgers Nats kind of in the best bet segment because mm-hmm. that's one I really like. But one I was also looking at was the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, against the Tampa Bay Rays and it's Alec Manoa who is going for the Blue Jays this game by the way being played in Buffalo they're not playing in Toronto yet so Manoa's been a little bit hit or miss if you look at that XP up about 450 532 on the fielding independent pitching strand rate is high but his command has actually been very good if you look 29 and two-thirds innings in his six starts and he's got 33 strikeouts, 11 walks. That's a three to one strikeout to walk ratio. So that's very good. Gets a lot of swinging strikes. So four pits mix, uh, throws that four seamer slider change up and also a sinker ball. So Blue Jays have taken a little bit of money tonight. I may look to go on them for the first five. I think that could be a little bit better bet than a full game bet. But I do like Manoa here. You you also have the Tampa Bay Rays, as they often do, going with Luis Patino, who is going to be an opener. So this is going to be a bullpen game for Kevin Cash and company. So Toronto's taking the money, and I don't disagree with it today. Something I'm seeing here on Twitter, a, a boost from DraftKings Sportsbook for tonight's Mets and Yankees game. Each team to score over three and a half runs. So instead of plus 140, you get it at plus 160. What do you think we're going to see in this matchup? Walker versus Montgomery. I'm hoping that's the case. I, I bet this game over the total, mainly a, a bet against uh, Walker. I think, you know, the Mets have a couple of pitchers that are due for regression. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stroman and I think Walker uh, in this instance. So overall on the season, a 238. Uh, ERA for him so far, but you know you look at again uh, some of the analytics uh, for him. Seven uh, percent home run rate. That's not going to continue uh, for him moving forward. Again, the 2.38 ERA. However, uh, xFIP 3.75, xERA 3.63, and and yes, a lot of that is priced in in the marketplace when you see the Yankees almost a dollar fifty favorite in this game. That's why uh, one of the reasons I went to the route. Uh, of this game over the total. Again, you maybe you want to look at the Yankees uh, team total, but it's hard to trust this Yankees team to get the win in the end. So I thought the total uh, was the best play here. Uh, hopefully see a lot of runs. Team total, I think, is actually a really good bet on the Yankees because if you look lately... Over the past two weeks, they're fourth in OPS. They're starting to hit. Gary Sanchez has actually been the hottest hitter in the lineup. Urshela, Aaron Judge, Stanton, Mm -hmm. DJ LeMahieu. These guys have been hitting. LeMahieu's got 14 RBIs this last 13 games. But the problem is, ER mentioned, the Yankee bullpen, which is usually one of their strengths. The role this Chapman, I think uh, when he blew that save, remember when Otani got chased in the first inning, Yankees had a 7-1 lead, and they couldn't make it stand up. And I think through eight appearances, Chapman's ERA was like over 17. He had blown two saves. <laughs> He's not striking guys out. So if you're going to approach the Yankees, the bats are definitely heating up. Montgomery's a reliable starter, so maybe Yankees first five and a team total. I don't know if I want to lay it until that bullpen gets right. Well, lots on the line for New York fans tonight. We'll talk uh, to Bob Nightingale next right here on My Guys in the Desert.
Welcome back into My Guys in the Desert. Daniel Alvari here in the VSIN studio live with Wes Reynolds and Aaron Rinning again on a beautiful Friday. Uh, I'm sure it's beautiful. We're inside a casino, so who knows? Uh, but huge thanks to Kenny White for joining us in the last hour, professional handicapper, and Johnny Avello, DraftKings Sportsbook Director. Coming up in just a few short minutes, we'll also bring on USA Today Sports MLB columnist Bob Nightingale. So that's something to look forward to. Before we get to him, let's talk a little bit about some other MLB games. We were just getting into that. Uh, so when we take a look at the Padres and Phillies, just about to start here, I believe, still. Wes, you successfully faded the Padres in Cincinnati the last last night. Did they bounce back tonight? Yeah, they, they made it tight, though, for me because the Reds uh, weren't able to hold that lead but did get the win in the bottom of the ninth long rain delay there. As Castillo was very good, they left him in for a batter, and then they tied the game Tommy Pham with a two-run tying double. So really the Reds, and I was making a comment because I was getting so frustrated on social media that the Reds have left a small village on the base pads tonight, <laughs> and they really had, but finally were able to get that win over San Diego. So you have Chris Paddock on the mound the sheriff for San Diego, four and five, 464 ERA through 14 starts, but the XFIP is a lot better about three and a half. So you could get some positive regression for Chris Paddock, whether it comes tonight, or I think it's at least going to come very soon, but a guy that nobody is really being talked about in the national league. And look, I think Jacob deGrom, this is going to be his Sion to lose. Essentially he's such a big favorite, but Zach Wheeler has probably had been pitching the best baseball of his career so far this year. Six and four record, 220 ERA, and the XFIP still under three, which is outstanding. And he's going about six and two thirds every time out. So when you can get a pitcher go that deep, the Phillies bullpen, not the most reliable. So you need a guy that can be able to go. But Phillies lineup has just kind of been a little bit in the middle, even though you would expect them to be a big hitting lineup with Harper and Kutch and Real Muto, Reese Hoskins. So San Diego is the better team here. Small lean to Philadelphia, though, at minus 115, but I have yet to get involved. You know, two pitchers that I really like, Paddock. I think you'll see him, uh, the numbers improve with him as we move forward in the season. Excellent change-up pitcher. And what can you say about Wheeler? Right, West, the 220 ERA, and I think he is a guy that has pitched that well in both, uh, both of these starters uh, since much is made about the spin rate, et cetera. Uh, not dwindling stuff with these two. Uh, any other games for you guys on tonight's that we haven't got to? I know, Wes, you're on the Dodgers game a little bit later on. We'll get to in best bets. I, yeah, I think the Dodgers game is is interesting. Um, and, you know, um, is I played it over the total. Uh, one thing to watch uh, with a lot of these pitchers now, uh, Urias here for the Dodgers, 16 starts already this season, 93 innings uh, thrown for him. You know, he has not thrown this many innings since 2016. Last year, uh, of course, the, the shortened season, 55 innings for him uh, two years ago was 79 uh, innings, and he was hurt, I, I think, before that. So uh, Nats are very good against left-handed pitching. But, you know, this is a guy that's going to get rare air for him as far as innings pitched, uh, see if these guys get hit a little bit before the All-Star break. Yeah, and I was looking a little bit at Pirates and Brewers. Now, the it's been a little bit extracted in terms of the value on the Pirates, but JT Brubaker has been one of the few bright spots, I think, for this Buccos team this year. ERA and XPIP under four, and this is maybe a chance, even though the Brewers have been hot, to pick on Hauser. Hauser is a back end of the rotation guy. I think the Brewers are carried a lot on those pitching numbers, obviously, by Corbin Burns and also Brandon Woodruff, so you have seen the Pirates take a little bit of money tonight, and I think it's well placed. I thought 
thought that was you, Wes, betting all that money. <laughs> that, was a, that was a huge, that was a huge move yeah, on that, that game. Not, not all me, for sure. But <laughs> you know, Brubaker gets bet just about every single game, and Hauser gets bet against. Uh, you know, thir- certain things you can pick up. Uh, in the marketplace, but Hauser certainly did due for regression. And here, yes, the Red Hot Brewers, uh, forty cent line move against them tonight. Yeah, that's that's very. Uh, that's what we were talking about yesterday, Danielle, with that uh, Giants Diamondbacks, where it's yeah. like, boy, this line looks fishy, and sometimes you got to stay away when it looks. I that didn't fishy. though. I didn't though, and I lost <laughs> with the Giants. So uh, we, let's... we live and learn. That's the process here. We're all in this together. <laughs> so let's uh, keep the baseball talk going and bring in our guest, USA Today Sports MLB columnist Bob Nightingale. Bob, thank you for taking the time to hop on with us today. Uh, sure, my pleasure. So, Bob, let's start with what's been one of the main topics in baseball over the last couple weeks. They're really starting to crack down on these sticky substances. So, based on the data you've seen so far, is this explosion in runs we've seen a trend that's going to continue? I think it will. I mean, I'm not sure it's not, not going to go percentage-wise, you know, month to month like we've seen. But, yeah, we've seen a, uh, a, a big difference. I mean, the other day was the uh, fourth highest uh, run scored in baseball history. You know, big uh, big night last night too. But you're seeing some guys that just you know aren't, aren't the same guys. Whether it was uh, you know Trevor Bauer when he was still pitching or Garrett Cole. Um, you know, look at Chapman now. He's a shell of himself this month. Whether it's you know just me- mechanical or just can't pitch. You know, without having some uh, sticky stuff on his fingers. And Bob, you just mentioned Trevor Bauer, and obviously he has been very much in the news. I had seen last night that he was being put on quote-unquote administrative leave. Dave Roberts said he planned to start him on uh, Sunday. So uh, what is the latest with what is going on here? Because, uh, I mean, it's uh, it, you get a different piece of news, I think, in this story every single day. Yeah, right now it's just seven-day mystery of leave, you know, done by MLB. It wasn't done by the Dodgers. Uh, you know, it's hard to see that he'll pitch again before the All-Star break. Then we'll see what happens. I mean, the police has had this, you know, information for six weeks and haven't charged them, but yet now the police in Pasadena said they have some more leads, more information. So it could get more ugly. Uh, I wanted to ask you, too, since we're talking about, I want to go back to how many extra runs we've kind of seen scored, and they'll definitely be scored if Trevor's not on the mound the other uh, on Sunday. Uh, any value to be found going forward here on maybe betting totals under because the books are going to adjust now that we're seeing a lot more runs scored? You would think so because they're seeing, yeah, I mean, they, uh, everybody's adjusting now. Uh, you know, the batting averages are up, you know, about 10 points. You know, strikeouts down, home runs up. You know, granted, the summer, you know, warmer months, you can get more runs. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if uh, some of these, these over-unders are more inflated because, you know, what we had like five or six teams there a day that had scored 11, more, 11 or more runs. Yeah, Bob, as we enter the, I guess, to the all-star break in the second half of the season, now we've seen uh, – I would say that a lot of the pitchers have certainly griped about uh, how you make these changes uh, in mid-season. How do you think the players are going to react? Uh, do you think this was going to be policed uh, very strongly into the second half of the season? And do you get any feedback from hitters that uh, they think this is about time that this has happened? No, the hitters love it. And they were complaining, you know, more privately. You know, it's almost like the steroid era where guys are doing it privately rather than publicly. And they say, you know, the ball was like a wiffle ball. You know, they were seeing pitches they'd never seen before. So, you know, you saw what, you know, Josh Donaldson said there, David Lucas Giolito, said, hey, no more sticky stuff. 
I guess ball is not moving like it used to be. So, uh, I, yeah, this will definitely be around uh, the second half. And next year I think they'll have a, uh, a new type of baseball with a, uh, some kind of substance on it, you know, where pitchers won't even have to use a rosin bag or anything like that, uh, just kind of attack your service. But, yeah, they're going to uh, keep cracking down the rest of the year. Bob, we have seen a couple surprises. We're now at the midway point of the season. And uh, Red Sox were not projected to be leading the AL East. They have a a three-and-a-half game lead over the Rays right now. And also the San Francisco Giants. Dodgers getting healthy and making them sweat a little bit more just a half a game back. But those two teams, Red Sox and Giants, and any other surprise teams you've seen, who do you think has staying power for the second 81 games of the season? I think the Red Sox do for sure. Uh... You know, because they're going to get Chris Hill back at some point, you know, maybe uh, late July, at least early August. That's going to be a big boost. And I think Red Sox going to smell it, saying, you know what, the Yankees are down. Uh, you know, Toronto's probably a year away. Uh, let's, hang with, let's hang with Tampa. So, yeah, I, I think they'll stay around. And I think the Giants, I'm not sure they'll stay around for division lead, but certainly, you know, uh, for a, a playoff berth, a wild card berth, I think they're sitting pretty for that. Just because the you know, National League is, there's not many teams doing well. It's even a competition for a wild card spot, and I, I do think it will help them and hurt the Dodgers with the whole uh, with the whole Bauer saga. And on the other side of that, Bob, uh, we've seen, obviously, we have some surprises, but we also have some disappointments. Braves a couple games under 500, Cardinals a couple games under 500. I think a little bit more was expected of those two teams. And you mentioned the New York Yankees currently nine games back and in fourth place in the AL East. Not used to seeing that. Any team that's gotten off to a slow start, though, that you think second half of the season, water's going to find its level and all of a sudden they're going to start to get right. Yeah, and you know, Atlanta's one of those teams. Uh, you know, they've been beat up with injuries and everything else. Uh, you know, Marcelo Suna is probably you know, out for the rest of the year. But I, I would think that's a team, particularly because the uh, division is weak, that they have a chance to uh, do something. Uh, same with the Washington Nationals. I mean, they're kind of smelling right now. You know, people thought they were going to be completely out of it, kind of left for dead. And, you know, here they are, just a couple games behind the, uh, you know, the Mets. So I, I think they're here to stay. Uh, well, we'll see about Cleveland. I think Cleveland's got a chance in you know, that division, especially when you have Minnesota going down, uh, Detroit and Kansas City, uh, you know, are rebuilding. So I think Cleveland's got a chance to, uh, you know, grab a, a wild card spot if the White Sox, you know, indeed hang out and win it. So, Bob, I'm going to go back to the uh, National League East uh, with you. I mean, I think just a couple of weeks ago, uh, you had the Mets as a pretty good favorite here to come out of this division. Now, uh, as poorly as it seems Atlanta's played, they're only three and a half games back. Uh, Washington right now, Philly's there. I mean, all I would say all four of these teams in win-now mode, obviously the trade deadline right around the corner, Max Scherzer. Uh, how do you see this division playing out? Yeah, you know, I mean, the way a, uh, you know, Schwarber hit all those home runs and stuff, you wonder how long it'll last. Uh, I think they'll stay around where they are. I don't think they're just going to take off and all of a sudden, you know, be your juggernaut. I think they'll make things interesting, and I don't think they'll trade me away. Uh, but in, in the Mets, I think, will be very aggressive. I mean, I, I think after being out of the playoffs for all these years, having a new owner, I think they'll go over the luxury tax and say, let's, let's make a big move here. 
Now, I know it's a little bit early to say at this point, but if you did have to pick a World Series matchup, we are heading into the 4th of July weekend. Any teams that you're leaning towards? I'm seeing the Dodgers uh, in the odds here as the favorite at 4-1 to one on DraftKings and the Astros at plus 650. Well, you know, I think the Astros are very scary. You know, they had a lot of injuries. You know, they're playing, you know, now without Alex Bregman, without him for another three, four weeks. Again, some great offense. And, you know, now they get Framber Valdez back as a, uh, a starting pitcher. I, th- I think, you know, in the American League, they're as scary as anybody. I don't, you know, discount the uh, White Sox the White Sox either because I think they'll be aggressive at the trade deadline. Uh, you know, I would have said the Dodgers until a couple of days ago at Bauer. And you just wonder what kind of effect it's going to have in that in that clubhouse. I mean, obviously people have got their uh, different views, and you know, people don't uh, are people going to keep supporting him in that clubhouse? How upset are guys? Uh, I'm very interested. Where, where on the other hand, I think the San Diego Padres could take advantage of the uh, of the Dodgers' problems now. Bob, you mentioned a team there in the Chicago White Sox, and when you started with the Astros, the two best teams in the league against left-handed pitching are the Astros and the White Sox. White Sox now 16 games over 500. And look, they were the favorite in the division. I think people knew that they were going to be good, but people weren't sure with Tony La Russa having been out of the game for several years. It was a seemingly a curious hire based on on uh, a lot of the media and the fan refrain, but they're 16 games over 500, but they're getting a lot of career performances from this pitching staff. Rodone, Lance Lynn has been very good. Do you think that they kind of come back to earth the second half of the season, or do they have just enough power at the plate where it'll make up for that regression? Uh, no, I think they're a very good team. Uh, you know, internal Roots is a you know, Hall of Fame manager for a reason. I don't know why people were so upset when he got right. the job. Uh, you know, it's pretty much the same team as they had before. But now you got a manager bringing you know, trust and, and believes in, uh, and I, I do believe they'll you know get a get a couple of players, whether it's a uh, you know Escobar from uh, the Diamondbacks or maybe you know a Pittsburgh, but you know Jerry Reinsdorf's 85 years old and he wants to win and win right now, so I think they'll continue this pace. I really do. And remember now they're going to get the two outfielders back before the year is over in uh, Eloy Jimenez and uh, Luis Robert. Bob, love to get your thoughts in the last uh, minute or so here on the home run race in the MLB as well. Otani's just been firing them off. 28 last I checked. Guerrero Jr.'s up there. Schwarber, Tatis Jr., and Acuna Jr. Uh, what do you think of the home run race so far? Yeah, I mean, the guy you worry about, uh, Otani, just with the injuries. It's like, okay, can he keep can he keep this up or not? Uh, just, you know, the fact he pitches too. Uh, so... You know, I probably worry about him uh, more than the other guys. I think Vlad kind of smells this. I would give a vegetable, uh, particularly in the sense that he's not going to do with a home run derby. And he specifically said, you know what, I want to focus on the second half of participate. So he's kind of got, you know, right frame of mind here. I'd give him advantage uh, over anybody. And we'll see about that. You know, flashy guy, very talented. But same thing as you wonder about the injuries. You know, memory shoulder early in the year. Uh, you know, they still, you know, do a lot of maintenance with him. So, you know, one bad move or something like that, he'd, he'd be back on the injury list. Definitely something to consider. Bob Nightingale, USA Today Sports MLB columnist. Bob, you can uh, check him out, B Nightingale on Twitter. Thanks so much for making time for us today. Sure, my pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, Bob. 
He does bring up a good point, though, with Otani. We do have to be worried about him playing on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I think so, too. And then with the Angels, when is Mike Trout going to come back? And if that gives him protection. But, yeah, what you saw out of Otani, not encouraging. You don't want to throw him out yet, but obviously not making it out of the first inning in the stadium the other night. Don't go anywhere. We got best bets coming up next on My Guys in the Desert. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
The Bet Rivers Sportsbook app has a huge number of live streaming events every day. Bet Rivers Sportsbook has great offers, including a $250 match bonus on your first deposit, and all bonuses are only one time playthrough. Amazing offers and great customer service makes Bet Rivers your hometown sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, playable in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. See the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app for details. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. In Indiana, call 1 800 9 with it. Or in Colorado, call 1 800 522 4700. Playable in New Jersey as Play Sugar House. Welcome back in. Don't wait days for your winnings cash out instantly with BetRivers new feature, Rush Pay. Get your cash when you want it at BetRivers Sportsbook, the industry leader with exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boosts, and the most in-play betting options out there. Offer only valid in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? In Illinois, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. Not valid in Iowa. Danielle Vari, Wes Reynolds, and Aaron Renning back here on My Guys in the Desert uh, with my favorite segment of the day, Best Bets. Wes, shall I go first? You shall. <laughs> okay. I just wanted people to know I'm not jumping in front of the line. Wes is being a gentleman here, as is Aaron. Uh, so uh, for tonight, we have three WNBA games that I took a look at. Uh, Chicago Sky at the Dallas Wings. Uh, we also have Atlanta at Seattle and Las Vegas at the Sparks. So uh, the Aces and the Sparks played just two nights ago, and as did the Sky in Dallas. So uh, in the game just a night or so ago, the Sky versus the Wings. Uh, the Wings are a very good three-point shooting team. Chicago has been doing great all over the board, so much so that I actually added a Chicago future here. The only other team that I bet to win the WNBA championship besides Chicago was the Sun before this. So Chicago with Candace Parker back, they've been incredible on defense. It's amazing what she's added for them there. And they're starting to really see their shots fall. They were shooting 60% in the first half of this game. Uh, the total landed on 172. I had the over for that game, and it did come home. Tonight, number sitting at 168. Even though, uh, you know, it's their second time playing, so I would expect to see a little bit slower of a pace here. That's ten usually what we've been seeing so far in this WNBA season, just uh, those back-to-back matchups. So under 168 for me here. And Sky minus two, just like the other day. So even though uh, they won by quite a bit the other day, uh, you're still only seeing a two-point spread here. Uh, Storm and Dream also going on tonight. Huge spread, 15 or 16 points, so not touching that. But I do like the over here, 167 and a half. The Dream don't win a lot of games, but they do know how to score points. They just can't ever seem to close those games out, especially against the defending champions here, the Storm. And then Aces, Sparks over 167 and a half. This is unusual because, like I said, when it's the second time these teams have played, usually you see a little bit of regression. Uh, the final score for this one was 174 on the total. Uh, but I think even with a little bit of regression that we're going to see here, I think the Sparks are going to probably come out and shoot a little bit better based on what we saw from the other night. Just really, really abysmal shooting from them. So hopefully an over 167 and a half here. Shannity Carter, by the way, back for Atlanta. Yes. I remember her Huge. from Texas A&M. Uh, yeah. Very good player. So she was out a month, I believe, with an elbow injury, but mm-hmm. she is now back. So uh, something at least for your storm over, yes. your dream over, that's a good thing for you. And there is basketball tonight. I mean, we were, we were wrong. <laughs> there I is know. basketball we're on tonight. Prime Plenty to time. wager on. Uh, I'm going to go to baseball. I'm going to skip the WNBA for me tonight, Danielle. You got uh, you got us all covered on there. And I'm actually going to go to the five-inning line. I'm going to come in with Miami and Lopez uh, against Atlanta. And Smiley in the first matchup, Miami minus about a dollar ten. Lopez, 
Uh, going back to last year, a pitcher uh, that I like uh, quite a bit. Again, a change-up guy. Uh, the spin rates doesn't really bother him at all. Smiley on the downside here. So I uh, like this matchup between these two pitchers. I'll take Miami. Uh, and I'll also go to a total. I'm going to go to Colorado and St. Louis. Hopefully we get some fireworks tonight. Uh, in Colorado uh, again and it's pretty much a straightforward handicap here you have two pitchers that have been uh, terrible so far this season uh, uh, Avedo is that Wes is it Avedo? yeah I think it is uh, the 23 or 24 year old uh, pitcher from Cuba uh, shelled last out early and often uh, overall in the season a 523 ERA and Chi Chi Gonzalez uh, the other starter here for Colorado a 581 and you know the numbers you look at the peripheral numbers the analytics etc uh, they kind of back that up. These guys have not been good. I don't expect them good to be uh, tonight. So I'm going to go early. I'm going to go over the seven first five, two five-inning plays, Miami and Rockies Cardinals over the total. Wes? A couple of these I already talked about, so I'll just reiterate what the plays are. Plus 110 in the first period on the Montreal Canadiens. Also did take the over five at 115. That number's not available anymore, so we give out 120. That is still available, at least widely in the market. Brewers Pirates under eight. We talked about that big move on Brubaker, but Hauser, I think, look, has something to prove. He's kind of been the the, the last end back end of the starter. He gets faded. Brubaker gets backed. I think you don't see very many runs in Pittsburgh. Obviously, danger to take an under at this point with the heat giving up and the balls flying out of the yard. Max Scherzer, I am on him, plus 110 over the Dodgers. Julio Urias in his last six starts, 581 ERA, and much has made it the Dodgers start, but the Nats are 19-9 and in June ever since they've moved Schwarber to that leadoff spot. Scherzer still striking guys out, even above 35, uh, 12.12 strikeout through uh, uh, nine inning rate. So Nats over the Dodgers tonight. They're your best bets. We'll talk Wimbledon and Euro 2020 next on My Guys in the Desert. And if you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows, including Follow the Money, A Numbers Game, My Guys in the Desert, and Lombardi Line with VSIN Best Bets. You can also download Beating the Book with Gail Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers with JVT, Long Shots. You can find Wes Reynolds and Matt Humans and Brady Cannon there, Gone Racing and the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. They're all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Vari, Wes Reynolds, Aaron Ridding, all on the desk today in the vcin studio. Let's talk a little bit about the Euro 2020. Time to take a trip across the pond here. Friday matches, obviously, Spain and Switzerland, and then Italy and Belgium. If you didn't get on any betting today, necessarily, Necessarily, Wes. How about the two remaining 
quarterfinals. Yeah, and let's recap that, what we saw yeah. today. Italy over Belgium, 2-1 to one in regulation time. So Italy does advance. They'll meet the Spaniards, who go to penalty kicks with the Swiss and win 3-1 in PK. So it'll be Italy and London on July 6th at Wembley Stadium. That is the first semifinal for Euro 2020. And then we'll set the second semifinal tomorrow. There are two matches in two different locations. The Czech Republic against Denmark in Baku, Azerbaijan. And then also Ukraine and England. England not getting to play at home in Wembley like they did against Germany where they won 2 nothing. But they will face the Ukraine. And Ukraine has kind of been one of the sleepers here. And that's one of the reasons why you're seeing the three Lions. England, what's the uh, motto they've been saying? It's coming home. The Euro trophy is coming home. And the draw has really favored uh, the England team. So they're a big favorite over the Ukraine tomorrow. So I'll get to a little bit of the matches. Probably one of the stories of the tournament. Uh, has been really been Denmark uh, who weren't expected to be here and especially in the first match uh when Christian Eriksen, their star midfielder, basically his heart stopped uh, in the in the in the time of play. I think late in the first half of that game, taken to the hospital. He is he is okay. Fortunately enough, that's the important thing. But. Denmark has really responded uh, with the fallen hero and one of their fallen leaders on the team. Two good wins against Russia and Wales. They were on the brink of elimination, actually, in pool play because they had lost that first match. And now they're favored to make the semifinals of a major tournament for the first time since they won Euro in 1992. So... The Danes, look, they've, I mean, you look talent-wise, maybe they're not the best team, but they've certainly been playing like one of the best teams, and they are favored tomorrow against the Czech Republic. I think you're seeing my plus 115, plus 120. By the way, if you are betting that, that is the three-way line because the draw is included. So if you want to just bet Denmark to advance and not have to win it in the 90 minutes of regulation, you could certainly do that and lay the price. That's what I did with Italy today, even though it turns out I didn't need to do that. Czech Republic, I think, is a little bit vulnerable on defense against Denmark. And look, it's tough to get in front of, of the Danes right now. I think that they are playing very motivated. They've had the fourth best expected goal differential in the tournament, and that's just behind Spain and Italy, who, of course, advanced today, and also the Netherlands, who did bow out and were upset in the round of 16. That's a very high-scoring team. So I do like Denmark here, uh, and I probably will end up just laying the small price in terms of two advance. That means, obviously, if they score a goal in those two extra 15-minute periods like we saw today with Italy and Switzerland, you're good to go if they lead after that, and then if it goes to penalty kick. So that puts that all in play. So I do like Denmark in that spot. England, Ukraine, I do don't believe I'm going to get involved. I think it's kind of already priced in. You could, I guess, lay England on the goal line. Ukraine is really the surprise to be here in the final eight. And But you do have England now with these expectations. It's coming home, as I said, was their motto. They haven't allowed a goal in the tournament. They've been limited in a lot of chances, a lot of low-scoring games. They basically swallowed up the Germans in the round of 16. So... England's defense, I think, is too good for these guys, but I don't know if I want to lay a goal and a half because this could be one of those dominant one nothing matches where if you lay the goal and a half, you're like, oh, England should have like three goals, and then they disappoint you a little bit. So this is one I probably stay out of tomorrow, but I do expect England will be in the semifinals, and the semifinals and the finals of Euro 2020 go to Wembley Stadium, which, of course, in London, England. So that will be the semifinal match on July 7th, the winner of the two matches tomorrow.
I feel like we've seen a lot of penalty kick finishes so far. And as a person who does not watch a ton of soccer, is it above average, Wes? You usually get a couple here because, you know, when it's knockout tournament play, Danielle, a lot of these teams, you know, it's kind of like we don't want to make a mistake. Mm -hmm. We don't want to get over aggressive and be prone to like a counterattack here. But you saw, I mean, a couple of really exciting matches in the round of 16. France and Switzerland did go to PKs. It was 3-3 after regulation. Croatia and Spain went to extra time, added extra time. Spain ended up winning 5-3. to three. So you've had a lot of exciting action here. But you do have two teams that I think we expected to be Final Four teams, Italy and Spain. England now has a chance, and then you're going to get a dark horse, whoever comes out of that Danes and Czechs match. Speaking of dark horses, let's move over to uh, Wimbledon now in these last couple minutes. Uh, we haven't really known what to do with the women's side with Wimbledon so far. Any big upsets or changes in the futures? You know, not a lot, really. I mean, obviously, Serena bowing out, and I thought she was priced too low anyway, considering she hasn't played, she hadn't played any grass matches. And of course, she had the injury retired in the in her first round match. So you do have some big seeds out of this. Of course, remember Osaka not playing, neither is Simona Halep, but Svitolina, Sofia Kennan, Andrescu, Serena Williams out, but the top two seeds are still in, Ash Barty and Arena Sabalenka, Swiatek and Pliskova, seventh and eighth, respectively. The only future I have live right now on the women's side actually is Rybakina at 25 to 1. Yes. She has now been cut to 14 to 1, and she's going to get that two seed Sabalenka in the round of 16. So the women's side, I think, is a lot more wide open clearly than the men's side, where Novak Djokovic is odds on. When you see a minus by his name, that means he is the odds on favorite here. He did win in straights over Dennis Kudla, the American qualifier, although Kudla did take him to a tie break in the third set. So so that draw up top, I think, is pretty well clear for Djokovic. And then we're going to get the bottom half of the draw going tomorrow to see who's going to advance to the round of 16. Roger Federer in action. Zveverev in action. OJ Aliassim against Nick Kyrgios should be a very entertaining match tomorrow. So Djokovic, I, I think, is the rightful favorite here. People are going to, I think, gravitate who is, toward him. Who's most likely to end up? playing him at this point because we see him here at minus 177 but you can get some maybe some value on other players if you think that you know who he's going to end up matching up with Daniil Medvedev is certainly the favorite he's right. the number two seed at the bottom of the draw now he has Marin Cilic tomorrow a former Grand Slam winner but I think Cilic uh, a little bit older right now I think he could pull the upset but I would expect it's going to be either Medvedev or Federer obviously that's not going much down the board but Novak looks uh, primed to get his 20th Grand Slam and tie his rivals, Federer and Nadal. Maybe somebody can give him a run for his money. We'll see. We'll talk about uh, MLB, and we'll give some ratings halfway through the season right here on My Guys in the Desert on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back into the OddsTrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out OddsTrader.com and download the free OddsTrader app right now so you can start winning with the up to the second info you need. Daniel Alvari, Wes Reynolds, and Aaron Renning back for one last time here on My Guys in the Desert. It's time to give out some grades. We're halfway through the MLB season, so we need to see who is doing well and who uh, needs to pick it up in the second half here. So let's start uh, with your grades for the most impressive teams. So Mr. Renning, who has mm-hmm. gotten your highest grade so far? Uh, highest grade uh, for uh, pretty simple for me, uh, the San Francisco Giants. A plus. A plus. A plus I have wow. to give the Giants. Well, you know, all off season it was the Padres making all these big moves uh, to overtake uh, the mighty Dodgers. So it was the Dodgers, Padres, and here you have the Giants sitting first place above both 
uh, of those teams. So I think it's great. I mean, the Giants, one of the smartest teams uh, in Major League Baseball. We've seen some of these veterans, certainly like a guy like Crawford, adjust his screen for uh, his, I'm sorry, his swing uh, for the better. Uh, but everything has worked out. Now, can they hang on? That's uh, what's their second half grade uh, going to be. Uh, be very impressive if they still fall in the A or even a B plus for them. But you know, I think the Dodgers are going to have issues. Certainly don't quite trust the Padres, but uh, Giants, to me, overwhelming A+. Wes, who's getting your best grade? Mr. Reynolds. My A-plus is the Boston Red Sox at oh, yeah. 51 and 31 because I don't think – I think their win total was around like 500 basically this year. And to be 51 and 31 and leading a very tough division, I know Baltimore is the bottom feeder, but you've still got at least four solid clubs in that division. They're still ahead of the Tampa Bay Rays. They're still ahead of the Toronto Blue Jays, who I think have, have done a nice job, still above 500. Yankees have been down, but still it's the New York Yankees. And I don't think anybody anticipated the Boston Red Sox to be where they are. And they are doing it without Chris Sale, as Bob Nightingale, our guest, mentioned at the top of the hour, whenever they can get him back at some point this season. And you've got a lot of pitchers that are kind of like middling pitchers. It's very similar to what ER was saying about the Giants. A lot of reclamation projects on this staff. No real what you would consider great stud mm -hmm. pitchers on either staff. But when you look at the Giants, they've had uh, Dace Clefani, who came off a down year in Cincinnati. They've had Kevin Gaussman, who, if Jacob deGrom wasn't doing what he was doing, would be probably one of the favorites to win the NL Cy Young with the numbers he's put up. So Boston Red Sox are my A-plus grade. All right, let's talk about the middle-of-the-road pack, the people who are just getting by. Aaron, anybody getting a B or even a C from you so far? Um, I didn't really go uh, into that. And, I mean, you know, for me, that would be the teams you expect to be bad and they are bad or not that good. Uh, maybe the, the teams that, um, uh, again, kind of the other end of the spectrum, like Cleveland. You expect Cleveland to be about 42 and 36 right, uh, right now. So those teams get to kind of the B or C, uh, if you will, but didn't spend a lot of time because they are who we thought they would be, I guess. Middle of the pack. Wes, anybody middle of the pack for you? Well, my mid-range team, who I'd give a C to, is the New York Yankees. Doing their best. Yeah, because, I mean. <laughs> I think that's a high grade, Wes. Yeah, I probably <laughs> am being high considering what they have, but I know that, you know. I want you for a teacher. I was going to say. I'm, I'm, I'm grading on a curve. I wanted to know who was going to be the nicer teacher here, and I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm, I'm grading on a curve here, but the Yankees <laughs> at a C because they are still three over 500, and they are starting to hit the ball better the problem with the Yankees has been they haven't really gotten that consistent starting pitching with the exception of Garrett Cole I think Montgomery who is going tonight for them has done a very solid job but had some up and downs with these guys they've had to throw Michael King out there and they've kind of had to throw some bullpen arms uh, to be able to get right Jamison Tyone I think has been a disappointment so far for the pinstripes they are starting to hit the ball but unfortunately for them that bullpen which is kind of the strength of their team with Chapman and then Zach Britton as a setup guy we'll see if they get Severino back at some point has been awful over the past week and a half. So you're kind of like, okay, when are the Yankees going to come? When are the Yankees going to come? And it might be just that, like, this is who they are. Unless Brian Cashman somehow finds a way to make some kind of move at the deadline. But we know now it's the young Steinbrenners. It's not the boss anymore where he's going to go spend and say, okay, we need a bat. Like, like in Seinfeld, I love Ken Phelps' bat. Ken Phelps, Ken Phelps, <laughs> Ken Phelps. You know, he would go get somebody. But the Steinbrenner kids, I do believe, want to stay 
under that tax. You know, when it's their money, all of a sudden they got the alligator arms to pick up the check. <laughs> when it's daddy's money, it's like, hey, go ahead and spend. But we'll see what the Yankees do. We're already seeing the stories in the newspapers and in the New York Post. Okay, because they always assume the Yankees are going to add somebody at the deadline. They're going to get an arm or they're going to get a bat, you know, especially a left handed bat. But they haven't really done so in the last couple of years. So maybe this is just kind of who the Yankees are. I think, you think with daddy's money, I they could buy I would, an A. Yeah, I, w- <laughs> I would have a hard time giving the Yankees a passing grade, to be honest. I mean, this was a team that expected was the, the prohibitive favorite to win the NL East. Remember, Boston uh, wasn't a whole lot expected out of them. Wes had mentioned the starting pitching, not overwhelming. Tampa Bay, without Blake Snell, et cetera, was supposed to take a step back. Toronto, up and coming uh, for sure, but pitching was in question, and you have the Orioles. So, you know, to blow games like they have, the Monday debacle uh, against mm-hmm. the Angels, uh, very difficult for me to give the Yankees a passing grade. I can maybe point. amend to a C-. <laughs> okay, that's very, very kind of you. But there are also the disappointing teams this far into the season. Who gets an F from you, Aaron? I think Wes and I are going to be on the same page. I mean, you know, certainly, I mean, Arizona playing 277 baseball is pretty ridiculous. Orioles bad once again, Mm -hmm. uh, cannot catch up. But for me, I have to go with what's expected from these teams. And the Minnesota Twins certainly jump out uh, with an F rating for me, 33 and 46. And now some of that has to do that they have maybe overachieved to a certain extent. Uh, the last couple of years, uh, some things went right. They were doing some uh, some other things analytic-wise that had paid off uh, for them. But uh, so much was expected. Disappointing at 33 and 46, Wes. Yeah, the Minnesota Twins would definitely get my F this year because I think Cleveland, like you said, they're kind of are what they are a little bit. And there was thought to be some regression with now Frankie Lindor playing for the New York Mets. So it was like not a rebuilding season for Cleveland, but kind of a retooling season. So who did we think were going to step up and beat the White Sox, who I think we're kind of seeing, even though they're a very good team, as Bob Nightingale mentioned. But you had Tony La Russa, who really hasn't been involved in the game over the last several years. Yes, a Hall of Fame manager. He didn't forget baseball. But this is not a guy that has managed in over 10 years. I know he's been kind of around club house did some stuff with the diamondbacks organization but it's like you maybe thought that was a little bit of a vulnerable favorite on the south side of chicago and you thought the minnesota twins were going to be able to be the ones that really capitalized and they're just they're just not very good and you've got some pitchers in that fly ball ballpark at target field that haven't figured out how to pitch there namely ken Maeda. i remember when Maeda came there i was like well he's a fly ball pitcher in a fly ball park you can get away with that in dodger stadium but you can't really get away with that in target field so minnesota twins would probably be my only f really right now because some of the bad teams now arizona i think too <laughs> 23 and 60 i do have to get i thought that they would be right. a little better but the teams that are but kind you of, kind of expected them probably yeah to be Like Pittsburgh Pirates, we didn't expect that they were going to be very good. We didn't expect the Baltimore Orioles were going to be very good, and they're not. We didn't expect the Texas Rangers were going to be very good, and they're not. But the Minnesota Twins to be 13 games under 500 halfway through the season, very unexpected for me. You know, at this point as well, I mean, you 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 know, had a half a season almost, 80 games, and we're kind of waiting and waiting for Minnesota to start playing better baseball. It just hasn't happened. So, uh, yeah, you have to be harsh uh, on a great scale with them well they're just not 
they're underperforming their potential really mm-hmm. is where you're coming from with this F. Uh, Wes, I know you've been following the NL Central closely and it's been kind of an interesting division with four of the five teams in the mix. Milwaukee currently on a hot streak to kind of take a sudden six and a half game lead in the division. Do you trust them to hang on or can the Cubs, Reds, Cardinals make a push here? I think the Brewers can be caught just because they don't produce as much offense. Now they have the best top end pitching staff in the division, especially with Woodruff and Corbin Burns. They've been very good and absolutely deserve to be at the top. The Cubs were going to be one of those teams, if you asked me two weeks ago, I might have given them like an A- minus or something mm-hmm. because the Cubs were a team that I thought maybe would be a few games under 500 and they've got some free agents, so they might have been sellers at the deadlines. I know the Ricketts there on the north side are screaming poverty. Imagine that with the Chicago <laughs> Cubs screaming poverty with that organization. But the Cincinnati Reds, look, they can hit. The bullpen is a little bit shaky. 40 and 40. I think this is kind of what the Reds are right now. Maybe a couple games over or under 500. Cardinals have been a disappointment. It'll be interested to see if they're going to be sellers now that they're nine games back, just a little bit ahead of the all-star break. If anybody is going to catch the Brewers, I do think it's going to be the Chicago Cubs. But all of a sudden, you blink and they're six and a half games back. Like this was, uh, okay, they were leading the division or they're just a couple games back. Brewers, I think, are the team to beat, but I worry about them a little bit at the plate going. You know, it it seems to be a division where it was. It was a good race, and all of a sudden you have the Brewers running away with it, a couple more against the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, to perhaps extend that lead. I think the Cubs, Wes, are very interesting because they were a team that expected to make some big trades Mm -hmm. uh, with these guys being free agents. Uh, They were, I mean, you could go either way on that I team. I thought what they, they were, were going to be selling, with? and now I'm not right. sure what they're going to do. Certainly they need some pitching to contend with the Brewers. Uh, we saw that. I mean, you wonder what's going through their head. They have a 7 nothing lead in the first inning against the Brewers, and they get beat 15-7 to mm-hmm. the other day. And they're mm-hmm. like, well, maybe we need to uh, take a look at how we're going to approach the second half. The Cardinals, to me, I mean, they've been all, they had a terrible June. Uh, really disappointing because much more was expected, certainly expected to be um, within nine games uh, closer to uh, fight for this division. Paid so, a lot for Nolan Arenado. Right. I mean, well, I mean, and they kind of stole him to a certain uh, mm-hmm. extent, and they just haven't been able to do anything with it. Well, the division winner, obviously, the odds-on favorite, the Brewers at minus seven fifteen right now. Cubs are sitting at eight to one. The Reds twelve to one. The Cardinals also twelve to one. And then the Pirates even get to be included. I think this is at five hundred to one. <laughs> So yeah, uh, you don't need to include them. Right. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, thank you guys so much for uh, making your grades today for the MLB halfway through the season. Thanks to Aaron for joining us on a Friday and Wes as well. Uh, Thank you to all of our guests we had today. We had Kenny White on, Johnny Avello and Bob Nightingale. So thanks to them. Uh, I will be back here next week for my guys in the desert. Next up, we'll have rush hour with Danny Burke. So you can check that out on VEASAN. Until then, good luck with your bets.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.